Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And if you need a good headline to boost your mood, I have one. Mississippi Department of Child Protective Services has partnered with the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption to expand foster care adoption programs in our state. And joining us in the studio and over at supertalktv.com, we've got Miss Kimberly Wheaton. She's the Deputy Commissioner of Child Welfare here in Mississippi. And Rita, Miss Rita Soren, she's President and CEO of the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. And she has made her way to Mississippi for a big day. And a big day it has been for you ladies. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. I am so excited about this private-public sort of partnership. And I was reading, Rita, where the foundation actually is the one who reached out to Mississippi for this wonderful opportunity. So set up the stage for us. How how did that kind of come about? How did you guys look to Mississippi and say, we need to be there doing what, we're, what we want to do? Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you. And we're, we're delighted to be here. Look, we've been in this space uh, since 1992, the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is a national nonprofit public charity. And around 2000, 2001, 2002, we began to look at how can we do more than just raise awareness, which is important, raise awareness about this cause of foster care adoption, and began to look at that part of the foster care system for children who've been um, freed for adoption and are sitting in foster care waiting to be adopted. Nationally, about 20,000 children every year turn 18 or 21 and leave foster care without the family we've promised them. So at that point, we began to implement a test program that we created, a child-focused recruitment program, and and tried it in seven sites in 2004 and very quickly began to grow it. It's it's really a simple program. We provide grant funds to organizations to hire a full-time adoption professional who implements this model that has been shown to be better than business as usual. So in 2005, we began to expand the program, and Mississippi was one of those states that we began to expand. But private philanthropy could only go so far. Um, And so we could hire one or two recruiters in a state, but still had that long-term relationship. About 2017, we said, we've got to do more. We've got to be able to implement this program because it was working, and it was working for those children, teenagers, children in sibling groups, children with special needs, those children who were more likely to age out of care. It really was working, and we began to implement a strategy of looking at public-private partnerships that could expand the program so that both the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption and the agencies, whether they're public or private, could come commit to a co-investment relationship and begin to take this program to scale. And by scale, we mean how many of these adoption professionals, and we call them Wendy's Wonderful Kids Recruiters, 
they're called that because yeah. um, we're the charity of choice with the Wendy system. When it was uh, the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption was founded by Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, um, and so um, we actually, I think it was it was two things. I think we were both talking about it to each other. Is there any possible way we could bring this program to scale in Mississippi? The department was so receptive to the conversation and quickly. I mean, quicker than the thirteen other states that are are at scale right now out of the, out of the, all of the states in the U.S. were very quickly um, agreed that this might be a good idea. So I think it was a combination of the relationships we had in place. There's great um, uh, leadership now at the department that was receptive to the conversation. And so we signed the contract just this month, and this program is ready to launch May 1st. I love this. And Kimberly, I can only imagine who was there to answer the call to be like, Wendy's, are we sure? Are we? <laughs> Is this a joke or is this a prank? No, um, I'm sure it didn't go down that way. But knowing that the good work that Mississippi has been doing over the last several years and trying to increase the number of children who are fostered or adopted or looking at the different ways and tools to help families get reconnected, I mean, it does feel like it was a really good fit. So from y'all's perspective there at Child Protective Services, I mean, you jumped on it. Absolutely. Um, Wendy's Wonderful Kids was in the state, um, and they had about one to two recruiters in the state. And we saw an opportunity to expand um, this program. Um, we're able to go from about two to ten recruiters um, in the next year or so, maybe very soon, um, because we already have five recruiters hired for the program. Right now in the state, we have about 3,860 children in care, and of those children, over 1,200 of them currently have a, either a permanent or a concurrent plan for adoption. Um, and so this program will help us uh, recruit for those children um children that are older than eight, um, children with special needs, sibling groups, and that is oftentimes those children that um, need more attention from our staff. And so our staff have so many responsibilities to be able to partner with the Dave Thomas Foundation and the Wendy's Wonderful Kids Program. We're able to allow those recruiters to just actually focus on those efforts for those children. And I would say, Rita, when you talk about recruitment, that's just finding the perfect fit for those those kids. It's not necessarily recruiting other kids. It's recruiting families that may have the right setup or the right interest to even think about, you know, bringing on um, a foster kid that meets the requirements of the Wendy's Wonderful uh, Kids program, I think is pretty cool. And two, reading that you guys did a, a rigorous evaluation, you mentioned that it's working. Well, what did y'all find through your evaluation of kids who went through this program? Right. And as we began to grow the program, um, you know, we had the numbers in place, again, just with private philanthropy at the table. And in about 2007, we said, look, we've got the numbers, we see the success, and we're working with the Wendy's partners that can help us do a pretty picture of this. But if at an evidence-based level, it really isn't any better than business as usual, then we either need to refine it or get out of this program and figure something else where we can be value-added. So we engaged uh, uh, Child Trends out of Washington, D.C. to do a five-year randomized control trial, rigorous evaluation, comparing the success or, or lack of it, of Wendy's Wonderful Kids in 27 states and, and literally comparing in each jurisdiction children served by this program against children served by whatever that business as usual was in that jurisdiction. 
at the end of five years, we realized this is when we have to begin to grow the program because the results were phenomenal. On average, a child served by this program, no matter what their age is or their circumstance or if they've been freed for adoption, whatever the circumstance is, on average, a child served by this program is about 1.7 times more likely to be adopted. But for that very particular population that we've already talked about, and particularly teens and children with specific mental health challenges, it's up to three times or sometimes more than three times or 300 percent better than business as usual. So once we had both the the, the um, duration of testing this for that number of years and the rigorous evaluation, we felt obliged to begin to figure out how can we talk to states? What different strategy could we do to take this program to scale? Because the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, for example, doesn't have the kind of philanthropy that we could in some states that needed 40 or 50 recruiters. We couldn't afford to do that. Right. But these children are in the custody of the state or the county. It's both their moral and legal obligations. So there might be a way to look at, is there a potential public-private partnership that we can engage in? And that's, we began that with the state of Ohio. And now Mississippi is stepping up. They're the 14th state that's either in the process of scaling or is fully scaled. And again, we mean, are there enough of these recruiters that are employed full-time that can cover that focused population of children? And so we're so excited that that the leadership of Mississippi decided this was a good thing to do. And Kimberly, when you start filling these roles of Wendy's Wonderful Kids recruiters, I mean, what's the great guidelines? Like who's the A-star or the all-star kind of uh, person that would be perfect for the job? So the the beginning of our team came, most of them were internal employees already. Um, we look for people with social service experience, um, uh, social workers or related degrees, um, people that just have a heart for the work. Um, we introduced the first part of the staff this morning um, at an event at the office, and I will tell you, um, they have personalities for the people, and, and that was made them a unique bunch. So we're looking for people that are not afraid to not only connect with the children, um, but connect to the community and make sure that the voices of our children are heard. Because I'm sure this is not your typical eight to five kind of job, right? I mean, it's 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 on as long as the kid still needs a home. It's trying to coordinate, network, and think through, and also think of all the other services that the, ch- the children may um, need as well. I think oftentimes when we think of child protective services or those in the in the system, I mean, you've got someone that's got their case file that also is meeting their other needs that they may need, not just necessarily trying to, you know, make a match with with a home or or, uh, adoption. There's so much to educate, which I know y'all still raise awareness with uh, through the Dave Thomas Foundation, but this is just a different sort of piece uh, to the puzzle of that. How do you balance it all, Rita? I mean, it's it's a lot. (laughs) You know, but it's the right thing to do. We always, um, Dave Thomas, our founder, we carry on his legacy. And his famous quote that we use every day, it's on my wall at work and it's across the office, these children aren't someone else's responsibility. They're our responsibility. And so it's incumbent on those of us that have either the resources or the experience or the passion to make sure that these children don't linger in foster care, don't age out of foster care without a family. That's the birthright of every child. So, yes, we continue to raise awareness. We have a robust social um, uh, media program. We've got other programs, National Adoption Day, the Adoption Friendly Workplace. We're going to get into all of that and more. We'll stick with us, Ms. Rita, coming up next here on Good Things.
Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. Your Mississippi Braves welcome the Pensacola Blue Wahoos to Trustmark Park May 3rd through 8th. Join us for Bark in the Park on Tuesday, First Responders Wednesday, and Truck Works Thursday, Thursday. On Friday, May 6th, the Atlanta Braves World Series Trophy Tour will be at Trustmark Park for fans to see. Plus, the first 1,000 fans get a Trey Harris t-shirt jersey presented by the Mississippi Forestry Commission. We close the homestand with Saturday Fireworks presented by Riverbend Tire Center and Sunday Family Fun Day. For tickets, MississippiBraves.com. Come out to Mississippi Makers Fest on May 7th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at the two Mississippi museums in downtown Jackson. Enjoy live music from the North Mississippi All-Stars and a huge lineup of bands plus art and food from over 50 makers. The World of Marty Stewart exhibit will also open at the museums the same day featuring artifacts from Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Marty Stewart himself, and more. Mississippi Makers Fest is sponsored by Southern Beverage Company and the World of Marty Stewart is sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. For more info, visit mdah.ms.gov. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. wants to remind you there are some great things to do in Mississippi. We've got plenty of events and unique places to visit, so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. But today we are celebrating the good news that Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services is partnering with the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption to expand foster care adoption programs here in our state. So we're continuing our conversation with Kimberly, the Deputy Commissioner of Child Welfare, and Miss Rita, who is the President and CEO of the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. And we were talking about all the 
great sort of programs the Dave Thomas Foundation does. And I feel like anybody who's driven through Wendy's, had a Frosty, <laughs> um, has connected Dave Thomas's name to adoption in some capacity. You know, maybe we've bought the little Frosty keychain that went to it and all of that. And that really hit home for him. What inspired Dave Thomas to sort of make adoption his legacy in terms of philanthropy? Yeah, Dave Thomas was adopted. And although he was adopted as an infant, he had a challenging life. His mother passed away when he was relatively young. His father moved from place to place. And he was actually raised by his grandmother. So that story mirrors a lot of our our youth in foster care there, raised by grandparents. or And he left home at 16 and decided to just set out on his own. So he appreciated that he still had family, that he was adopted, but he, he understood that we needed to do better by children in care. And he knew he was lucky that he didn't go back into the foster care system. So when he was getting on in his position as CEO of the Wendy's company, um, really wanted to put in action what was in their genes, which was giving back in, in their yeah, in their genes. I was thinking that was the wrong word. In their frosties, too. <laughs> in their frosties, too. <laughs> which was giving back to the community and decided to create the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption to respond to his passion for this very specific, not all adoption, and we celebrate all kinds of adoptions, whether it's infant or international, but we're a one-trick pony. We focus on children in foster care waiting to be adopted. And you've expanded those efforts to helping states like Mississippi get more recruiters. Y'all call them Wendy's Wonderful Kids Recruiters. And I was reading, Kimberly, where you guys will get over the next five years get to go from one to sort of 10 so at the max at 10 recruiters what are we looking at about the number of children that can be specifically helped that's correct and so uh, Wendy's Wonderful Kids Recruiter can have a caseload um, from 12 to 15 children um, and so with that being said we believe that if we have all 10 on board they can serve up to 150 children at any given time um, and those, as those children obtain permanency and roll off of their caseloads then they can work with other children um, and so who knows we may be able to eventually get beyond 10 but that is where we're starting. And starting you are and that means that one more kid may have one more chance to make a connection to a, f- a forever home or at least a, a stable place to, you know, to connect and grow. What does it mean? I mean, you talk about the big numbers of, of the thousands that have been helped or even the 150 that one recruiter could, could um, sort of service during their, their year or time. But it takes down to that one individual. So what? how important is it that each child over the age of 18 or up to the age 18 teenager still has the opportunity to connect with a family. I was getting there, but it's still important, even though they're teenagers, to have the opportunity to connect with a family. Why is that? It's absolutely important. I mean, if you just think about us in any given day, um, the connections that we need, the support that we need, um, even as we become adults. So we want our children to have those opportunities, um, even those that are 16, 17, and 18. And, of course, at that age, they may think, well, you know, I don't want to be adopted or I want to be on my own. Um, but the recruiters are there to support them through that and talk to them about that and really talk about what it is that they want and what they want from a family. Um, we had a video today, and I'll let Rita speak to it, but we watched a video earlier today at the program at the office, and one thing I heard in there is that this program helps children um, be two times more likely to have someone to hug them at night. 
And I just that just resonated with me. And I was thinking through as an adult, how many times do some of us walk through the door in the evening or at night and just hoping for someone to hug us or needing that hug? And so that's what this program allows us to do, to connect those children to those hugs, to those words. I love you. um, And to just being able to have a place to go during college break and in the summers and people to vacation with so it means a lot to have that lifelong support and connection Kimberly you make me cry on good things but I was just thinking too you know as a mom of two how how many things can be fixed with a good hug right like your kid will you know stop crying or just need your comfort or your warm embrace and then you too when you have that bad day and you walk in and your kids kids offer you that warm embrace there's just, just magical there's just medicine in it that you can't you know put in a box and so, Rita, I would love to hear more about any success story out of the Wendy's Wonderful Kids program. Sure. Certainly the one we highlighted today was phenomenal. Um, this young lady had been in, in foster care for 12 years. Um, she had uh, actually had three failed adoptions. In other words, mm-hmm. she was in an adoptive placement. It didn't work out for whatever reason. I mean, uh, think about that, being, being in the system, being with what you think is your forever family, and then being sent back to the system. But having that happen three times. And so she was pretty skeptical about this notion of family for all the right reasons. She hadn't been, um, the system had failed her multiple times. Um, but then the, the Wendy's Wonderful Kids recruiter, when she landed on her caseload, began to really look through who are the contacts that have been in this child's life and found a former foster family, um, a mom and a dad, uh, and talked to them, approached them, and began to, say, to tell them about this young lady. And they remembered her. They said, yes, we want to consider this. So the the... The recruiter helped facilitate this relationship, get it going until finally the young lady said, yes, I I want this to happen. I want to be adopted. The beauty is she's going to be adopted this summer, sometime around June or July, exactly at the same time when she would have turned 18 and aged out of care. Never too old for family, ever too old for family. And yet we bring to the table this notion that somehow 18-year-olds will be fine. They're survivors. They've been in and out of the system. They understand, you know, what this world is like. And so they'll be fine on their own. Maybe they will, but they shouldn't have to be. Right. And so that's what this story tells us. And we have others like that. We have a one young man who um, was working with a Wendy's Wonderful Kids recruiter, kept talking about his best friend and his best friend's family and how he was there a lot. The recruiter just gently approached the best friend's family. They didn't know that he was available for adoption. Kids don't talk about their circumstances. They said, we would love to have him in our home. Fast forward six months or so, and they're at the courthouse ready for the hearing, and the judge doing what the judge is supposed to do, talks to the children and said, you know, what what makes you feel good about this? Do you want to be adopted by this family? What makes you feel good? And he was really shy, but after some prodding, he finally looked up at the judge and said, look, now my best friend is going to be my brother. I mean, that's the kind of magic that happens with this program. You know, and if you think about if you have teenagers in your own life, right, like, could they make it without you? No. Absolutely not. (laughs) Right? I mean, yes, they have their own sense of identity, and maybe some are a little bit more strong-willed, or they're putting on a good front. But at the end of the day, just they still need that good moral uh, guidance and somewhere to come back to home base. And, you know, Kimberly, you know, speak to the uh, difference between – I know the difference between fostering and adoption. But I think there's a lot of folks who may feel – interested in fostering but then terrified that it may have to end up in adoption and that feels very final without really you know knowing so maybe they don't do anything out of that kind of fear how does that kind of process happen 
Right. And so we also we have foster families and and that is one of the things that we talk to our foster families about in in that process. When we onboard them, when they become licensed, we talk about what are their plans? You know, do they want to just foster and give children temporary support and connection Um, or do they want to adopt and be a lifelong connection? We talk about what those changes would mean for their family, um, what responsibilities would transition then from the agency to their family and we try to give them a lot of support and wrap around them in that process and one thing that we've done with this uh, Wendy's Wonderful Kids expansion is that we've also changed our internal recruiting strategies um, we have built an independent unit that are going to be full of recruiters and they'll they will recruit both foster families and then they will also have the Wendy's Wonderful Kids unit within their umbrella that will recruit the adoptive families as well for those older youth um, and so what we felt like is that they can keep a close connection as a group. They can know what the community wants to hear and needs to hear, and they can make sure that they're sharing the messages about the work that we're doing, um, and that they can just highlight the efforts of these are the children that we serve, this is what we need, and this is how you can help us. If you don't feel like fostering is for you yet, come over to the agency and sit with us a day. Visit a program, and maybe that will open your heart and your mind up to fostering or adopting one of these children. And we're open to that, and we're just trying to show ourselves open to the community in that way. I always say if you have that little bit of feeling or or curiosity on the inside that maybe or could we or should we, you know, not everyone's called to foster foster not everyone's called to to adopt but there's so many of us that do just have that little bit of curiosity and i hope today we nudge you over the edge to at least find out more information because obvious mississippi is doing some good things around trying to help children of all ages in the foster system we're going to find out more about it coming up next the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 76. Tonight, mostly clear and chilly, low around 47. Your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 82. Thursday evening, partly cloudy, low around 56. And finally, Friday, mostly sunny, high near 86. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Have you heard? Trust Care Kids is transforming children's health care. From newborn care and routine appointments to urgent care available seven days a week, we provide the best care and the best experience for you and your child. Like our jungle-themed rooms, filled with interactive screens and games. Your child will be comfortable and you'll be confident in the care. Schedule your appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Kids. 
It's time to transcend the ordinary and expect more with Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 1.9% financing on all 2022 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 1.9% APR on all 2022 models, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50 will be arriving this month. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and transcend the ordinary and expect more, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Visit our state-of-the-art facility located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. April is Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Save up to $2,000 off retail on select models plus even more savings on customized package deals. Get 0% financing and pick your own Mow the Distance bonus. Free oil change or free set of blades or a free service kit. Hurry, the first 50 Gravely buyers receive a gift certificate for up to $200. Say big right now during Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace and Revel Outdoor. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. It's Liz Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves issued his first partial veto of the 2022 legislative session this morning. Reeves partially signed Senate Bill 3010, which involved an appropriation of funds to be given to UMMC for facility improvements. Uh, the only piece that we vetoed, there was an, an additional $55 million in the bill for a new nursing school. Uh, we, we allowed that to become law. Uh, and I vetoed the $50 million because it was specifically for uh, construction at the adult hospital. Reeves also commented on the recent dispute between the hospital and insurance provider Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, leaving thousands of patients without coverage at UMMC. Quite frankly, if there had been a $50 million appropriation by the legislature to redo office space at Blue Cross's headquarters, I would have vetoed that too. The fact is, what I am looking for is for people to get in a room and get an agreement and get this done so that the health care of so many Mississippians uh, is no longer put in jeopardy. The World of Marty Stewart exhibit will debut at the two Mississippi museums in Jackson on Saturday, May 7th. The exhibit explores Stewart's life and his legacy of collecting country music stories, including hundreds of items never shown before in Mississippi, such as original handwritten Hank Williams manuscripts. For more information, go to worldofmartystewart.mdah.ms.gov. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. wants to encourage you to go and adventure in Mississippi. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And we're continuing our celebration of the good news that Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services is partnering with the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption to expand foster care adoption programs. Finally, some good news to come out of the Child Protection Services, Kimberly. We were listening to Miss Rita talk about a success story. And within that, there had been some maybe uh, failed attempts at adoption or the child felt like maybe the system, in air quotes, failed her. And I know that's something just from a PR standpoint, you guys run up against all the time. And I know that you're probably back there screaming, but there's more to it than what, you know, sort of. And, and, but I do believe people feel that way because desperately they want to help or they think somebody or something should be out there helping. And today we're getting to highlight all the great stuff that is going on. We were talking about and celebrating all the mass adoptions that have been going on since the pandemic yes. released us all back into the world all throughout the state are those just great days for you guys oh yes those are some of the best days um and some of the best parts of our work um when you see adoptions achieved when you see children obtain permanency um and even when you see children reunify with their birth families um and miss rita is going to probably talk a little bit about that but even in these recruiting efforts we we start looking for an adoptive family for this child or these children But that doesn't mean that that will not be a part of their birth family or their biological family. What we try to do is go back to all of their connections, their connections in the community, in the schools. And so, Ms. Rita, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, sure, sure, happy to. Uh, You know, look, there was a time in child welfare not so long ago where uh, caseworkers and social workers wouldn't look at extended family members. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We've got to keep this child separate from family. And the idea that a child could go back to a family after parental rights had been terminated was just something unconsidered. But what the Wendy's Wonderful Kids recruiters do brilliantly is make sure that we search out extended family members. We want kids to stay where they identify, in their community if at all possible, in their culture if at all possible. And what they will frequently, not frequently, but what they occasionally will find is a parent may have um, been un- unable to care for a child because of substance abuse issues, but they've 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 been able to go through recovery. They've worked through that. They've fixed that. And the recruiter may find that this family is fine now. And this child wants to go back to that family. And so even post-termination uh, of parental rights, there is often uh, a reconnection with that family and then sometimes a reunification and a legal adoption back by the original family. We say that more and more now in Wendy's Wonderful Kids. Oh, I love that because there's more and more resources that are being also made available to the families where the child is being taken away from or being removed from. Now, you're not sure the right language, Kimberly, to be to be honest with that, but, you know, it feels like we have elevated 
elevated what we can offer both families and the child with always the ultimate goal for everyone to sort of get healing and hope of, of reunifying, of coming back together. And you mentioned, too, something about shared parenting. What is that about? Yes. And so um, in Mississippi, in our child protection services, we are advocates and big supporters of shared parenting. Um, and what that is is that we encourage foster families that are fostering children, um, whether they believe it's going to be a temporary situation or permanent, um, to work with the birth families if possible, if safe to do so, um, and share stories, exchange phone calls, um, exchange FaceTime videos. And we do that same thing with our adoptive families. Again, you said something earlier, it takes a village. Um, and, and that's the mantra that we try to share with everybody that's involved in this child's life and to remind each other that we're here for what's in the best interest of that child. And it's in the best interest of the community to take care of all of the children, right? I mean, it's not someone else's problem. It's our problem, especially if they're our neighbors and they're going to our churches or they're going to school with our kids. And so just just having more awareness, bring, normalizing this conversation, Rita, was the first thing that the Dave Thomas Foundation sort of started. But if you still feel like, okay, maybe that the adoption or the fostering part's not for me today, where can we start? If we're listening to good things, we feel like, man, I'd just love to be connected and somehow what are some of those other ways that we can help make this possible for families? Lots of ways to provide support. Look, reach out to your local agency, whether the State Department or private agencies. There's some phenomenal ones across the state of Mississippi. Frequently, they have volunteer opportunities. You can be a mentor to a child, or you can help during holiday time when there are gift drives for the families, or backpack times for school time. Lots of ways to just get your feet in and, and feel like you are helping someone. But, you know, within your faith-based community or your um, place of employment. Make sure there are adoption benefits in your package where you work. Ask if your faith community is interested in wrapping their arms around families who are fostering or adopting and providing resources or just a, you know, a network. Lots of ways. Advocate. Look, this state is doing a lot at the legislative level to make sure that children are protected. Use your voice. And when you see a piece of legislation that's going to benefit children, make sure your legislators know you're behind that. Very simple and and yet very complex ways to help everything from just using your voice to um, fostering or adopting. Lots of ways to step in and help. And you have been helping for 30 years. You've made this your profession, Miss Rita. How in the world did you find yourself (laughs) creating a 30-year career in child welfare? I think it was, it, I think the path was set for me. I just didn't realize it. Um, I, look, I've told the story. I came out as a, as a little one kicking and screaming when I saw injustice for children and I'd pointed out to probably the adults' uh, dis- dismay. I was always pointing it out. So I was born a child advocate, I think. Um, and then charismatically, I, I, I was, um, my first daughter was born. She was about a year old. Um, there was a horrendous case of abuse of an infant in our community who passed away and that, Light, lit a fire for me. So I immediately started volunteering with a local child abuse prevention agency, learned all I could about abuse and neglect and the dynamics of what happens. Why do families do this? Look, no family wants to hurt their child typically um, or neglect their child. Lots of issues that, that overlay families that are struggling. So learned as much as I could about it. What are the strategies for keeping kids out of care? I was there for quite some time and then had the opportunity to move to the court appointed special advocate, the CASA program. 
So that next layer of what happens when prevention fails and children are involved in court proceedings, how do we engage volunteers to be their advocates, their voices for their best interests? And then after about a decade there, had the opportunity to move to this position. And for me, it felt full circle. I'm not sure where that circle ends, but it felt full circle from prevention to intervention. And what do we do when we've failed these children at every level? And now they're in care, simply waiting for a family. So it's been an incredible path. I've been honored to be on it. And and it just makes me excited to get up every morning. Kimberly, I don't think 30 years yet have you been in the profession, but you're, you're, you're walking towards it one step at a time, one day at a time. But I do feel like those that choose this profession and stick in it longer than five or 10 years, you, you realize that you had a calling for it, right? You, you connected the dots in some ways because it's a tough job. I mean, those who show up every day and face everything that you have to face and work with all the caseloads that you have and don't give up hope. I mean, that takes a lot of strength. So what led you into the field of child welfare? Oh, wow. Um, I was a teenager. And like Ms. Rita, I don't know if I was born kicking and screaming, but I was a kicker and a screamer. Um, just watching my classmates as I grew up and, and children around me in my community going through um, different things. And as I became older, I realized, you know, what some of that was. Some of it was poverty. Some of it was neglect. Um, and some of it was physical abuse. And I realized I wanted to be a part of the change. Um, and I wanted to be a, in a place where I was able to impact systemic change. And so um, right out of graduate school, my heart just led me to child welfare. Um, I did it for a couple of years. I went back into the mental health realm, and my heart called me back home again to CPS. Um, and I've been here ever since um, 2013, back with the agency. Um, and again, when I introduce myself, I always say I serve. I currently serve as the deputy commissioner of child welfare. Um, I think it is definitely servant work. It is hard work, but we call it heart work. It takes your heart, and you have to be all in, and you have to remember your why. Why Why do you get up every day? Why do you do this every day? And for us and our teams, it's, it's the children. Um, I'm one of a senior leadership team of 10 people. And I can honestly say that I couldn't do this every day without them. Um, and so I would say to anybody that's thinking about helping, whether working for the agency, working with one of our partnering foundations or agencies, um, just think about your why. And that remember, um, a child will appreciate your efforts forever. They may not remember your name or what exactly you look like, but they definitely won't forget your efforts. And if we want to find out more information, Kimberly, where do we go? So we have a website. You can go to www.mdcps.ms.gov. And Miss Rita, where can we go to find out all about the Dave Thomas Foundation and all the great ways we can get uh, connected there? Lots of great resources on DaveThomasFoundation.org. We also have an 800 line, 800-ASK-A-S-K-D-T-F-A for Dave Thomas Foundation for and adoption. Anytime you go through your Wendy's, buy your Frosty. <laughs> and absolutely, those proceeds benefit the Dave Thomas Foundation for adoption. It's a delicious way. And get the fries, too, because you can't eat a Frosty <laughs> without dipping your fries into it. And y'all, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure to shine some bright light on the good things that are going on for the welfare of our children in our state. So we look forward to having you back in five years when you renew it. I look forward to it. Thank <laughs> you. Thank All right. You. Y'all stick with us. We got more for you up next.
need to mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR. Needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Rogers Dab Service Parts and Quick Lube are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Crossgates Brandon or RogersDabs.com. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports, brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family owned full service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. This is the closing agri market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was up 500 to 140.68. October cotton was up 340 to 128.23. To close the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans rose 21 cents to 16.92 and three quarters per bushel. August soybeans rose 23 quarters to 1640 per bushel. July corn was up 10 and three quarters to 8.12 and a quarter per bushel. September corn was up six and a half to 7.66 and three quarters. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 122 to 135.02. August live cattle was down 125 to 137.02. August feeders down 420 to 168.95. September feeders down 375 to 172.47. And that's this hour. The Dow Jones is up 335 points, 33,575. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost, on-the-job training, and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist 
where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And it is Wednesday, so each Wednesday you will hear from Make-A-Wish Mississippi as they create life-changing wishes for children with critical illnesses. Research shows children who have wishes granted can build the physical and emotional strength they need to fight their illness. The wish journey gives children with critical illnesses a piece of their childhood back, and every child deserves a childhood. You can help make wishes come true, too, by donating today at ms.wish.org slash donate. And if you follow me on Facebook, you know I need donations to buy the thing my child asked for for her birthday. This is tongue-in-cheek. I do have a point to it. But my daughter, who is already looking forward to her birthday, she wants to upgrade the bed she's in. And she In wa- fairness, when when you're a kid, you look forward to your next birthday about a week or two after your last birthday. Oh, for sure. I mean, her birthday's not even until August. And we're already talking about it. But, I mean, anytime school starts to get near to the end, she re- she realizes, like, we're getting closer to, to her birthday. And she's wanted one of those, because a friend has it, she wants one of those loft beds that have, like, the little, and not just anyone that you just climb up, not a bunk bed where you just remove the bottom and whatever. It's it's the, they're fancier than that in her mind. She just wants the high bed within to put like a desk or something sort of under it and create like that little extra space. Many of you have it to kind of help with the smaller room scenario or setup. And then some are just bougie and like different things. So I said, I was like, you know, when your kids come come to you with these ideas, you're like, show it to me, which now means you're going to Google it and then bring it to you, which is totally fine. You kind of are just allowing her brain to to wander. Well, she brings me the phone that my phone that has the pottery is a pottery barn and it's called a loft bed for kids. And I'm looking at it and it's real cute. I posted it there on Facebook and then I literally fell out laughing and it has to be a typo. But the price tag on it is nineteen million nine hundred ninety two thousand four hundred dollars. Sink that in. 19. Does it come with a yacht? $19 million. Y'all have had so much fun. I will post it in the Good Things Facebook group. I'll share it in there so you can get in on the action. And you you have not um, disappointed with the comments and the jokes about it, right? My daddy tickled me the most because I'm in a group chat with my parents. Can't believe that, but I'm in a group. And he just texts back. He was like, the little one needs one, too. So, I mean, that'd be like $40 million in <laughs> potential just for the structure of the beds. And um, it, anyway, it's one of those. It, it has to be a typo. But some of you have reached out to me and said that there could 
could be more sinister ideas behind it when it comes to human trafficking that they put out advertisements or market kind of under the radar that way, which led me to at least go and do my own homework because Lord knows I'm not trying to poke fun at anything uh, dealing with human uh, human trafficking and come to find out it could not all do. I do think this particular one was a typo because I found where the actual another um, another link for it showed it for one thousand nine hundred ninety two dollars and then twenty four between a range. It's just the range got left out, which made it the exact nineteen million. Doesn't matter. Still a whole <laughs> lot of money for a little. But you know, when day. you're sitting there thinking twenty million dollars, nineteen hundred doesn't sound so bad. I'm sitting here laughing because I'm thinking the the only time. I mean, we had bunk beds, and then we didn't have bunk beds, and I went to college. The only time I ever had a loft was when my roommate and I agreed to position <laughs> the desks that came with the dorm room in a way to where we could put the beds on the desks and have a loft system. Yes. Well, it, it would be an upgrade, to say the least, to her current hand-me-down sleeping situation. But if you do fall into that, that feel like that, could be connected to something or ever come across it and you don't know what to do. You feel like you uh, should be doing something, but you're not. I did find where, when in doubt, you can go to the human trafficking um, hotline.org and they have a live chat as well as a text. You can text the link uh, to it if you find it like on your phone and then um, say, hey, I found this suspicious and they take it from there. So at least you can feel like you alerted the right authorities if it's nothing then you did your part they cleared out their part and then you know if not yeah. then you did your part so it's definitely one of those it's better be safe than sorry but yeah. i would caution that like a lot of things that come out especially around human trafficking on social media always better to, to be safe than sorry but some of these things it's like just just think one second like for example i saw one recently where lady i don't think it was in mississippi was freaking out she was worried she'd been marked for human trafficking because there was a chalk mark on her tire traffic cops do that all the time it's how, well, they, it's how they mark the meters go go connect with us on the good things facebook group i'm gonna share it know that the right precautions have been taken we can still have fun with the fact that they're asking 20 million dollars for 20 million bucks for a loft bed my favorite was is it the stairway to heaven <laughs> <laughs> well y'all stick with us you got more up next with the boys with sports talk mississippi from three to six rhino and i will meet you back here tomorrow at two until then find time for the good things Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.